SEC media days officially wrapped up, moved on, and now a lot of things still to come as we are now 43 days away until it's football time in Tennessee. What's up, Tyler Ivins? It's another edition of the Checkerboard Chatter. You know where to find us in the DMs here on the Tennessee Rivals page. Can we all just like let out like a collective just breath? Just like just like a breath of just refreshing type of content that we're going to have moving forward here on the checkerboard chatter, or perhaps we just need to catch our breath for what has been just an absolute insane four day period in Nashville. I was there for each of the four days, which started with Brian Kelly to the podium for LSU Monday and wrapped up just yesterday. The final of 14 teams, Josh Heupel and the University of Tennessee. We're going to get to Josh. We're going to get to the players that joined him yesterday at the Grand Hyatt in downtown Nashville. But first, thank you, all of you, so many of you. You know, I, you know, I was catching up with Noah Taylor yesterday. We were both there inside the Grand Ballroom. And just you, the subscribers, the listeners, the viewers, the readers, what we do at the Tennessee Rivals page here it makes it that much more special at Vol Report because of all the incredible subscribers. Now, I'm going to get done doing my whole thank you, thank you thing, but the hours we put in, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and even Thursday, it was to bring you the content and to bring you the things that you need. Yes, even during the off-season, 43 days from now, we can flip a switch, and we'll be right back in Nashville at Nissan Stadium for that matchup between Tennessee and Virginia. So now that we got the thank yous out of the way, now that we've caught our breath after what is going to be four days of just exhaustion, let's proceed forward, shall we? Look, as many of you know, I also co-host a show here in Knoxville and Rocky Top on the flagship station at the University of Tennessee. And yesterday, given the opportunity to get caught up, not only with Josh Heupel, but the three players that he brought with him. Quarterback Joe Milton, also defensive tackle Amari Thomas, and tight end Jacob Ward. I'll tell you right now, this is a team that looks relieved, anxious, but also relieved. What has happened since the last time we got caught up last week? Well, we, at the last drop of a hat notice, brought you what was the ruling from the NCAA, the volunteers. As some people were reporting, but it came to fruition to be true, they avoided that postseason bowl ban. And now that you can let out a collective sigh of relief, now that you can look forward to the future, this is that moment. Yesterday, during SEC media days, right now, this is that moment where – even though Josh Heupel's been the head football coach now beginning his third season this year in Knoxville, you now feel like that Josh Heupel can move forward, proceed forward. There was always kind of that, like that dark cloud that was covering, kind of uh, hovering over the program. When those results or those penalties were finally pushed out by the NCAA, now you feel like, all right, take your scholarship reduction. All right, pay that $8 million fine. The largest handed out, by the way, in the NCAA's history. Now you can feel like this is Josh Heupel's team and you can feel like that they can move forward. And that was what I first picked up on yesterday during day four. And remember, Tennessee had the podium, the stage, all to themselves. Think about this for a second. Yesterday, you were probably watching the SEC Network. Maybe you were listening to me locally in Knoxville. But unless you were watching the Women's World Cup, what else was happening in sports? Nothing. So yesterday, using the SEC platform, the University of Tennessee, it was all them, all of them. Jacob Warren, Amari Thomas, Joe Milton, Josh Heupel, all of them 
showing off power T and the promise of hard work that's going to be paid off, especially in a season where many people are wondering what the encore performance will be for a football team that finished 11 and two and a victory over Clemson in a new year six bowl game. Not only did you kind of sense a little bit of relax, uh, relaxation from this, from this cast, but you also saw kind of Josh Heupel cut up a little bit. The smile that was on his face often during his appearance on many radio stations there on Radio Row. But the one thing that stood out in particular, at least for me, is seeing the day-by-day step process that Joe Milton has been taking. You know, we caught up with Joe shortly after the Orange and White game back in April. And when answering questions there under the stadium at Neyland and one by one, people were asking him about the competition with Nico sitting to his left, or perhaps what he learned from sitting back as an understudy to his best friend, Hendon Hooker, the year before. You could kind of see Joe taking it a step, a day, just little by little, not letting it bum rush and take over kind of his entire thought process. And we revisited that exact statement yesterday when he joined me on my program. Joe even went on to say there was a point in time where he thought about hanging it up. Look, we're going to have all the details and the audio links for you to hear this for yourself. Some things here on StreamYard uh, prevent us from being able to pull that off, or we'd have it for you now. But this is a guy you can tell who has had, if you will, if you'll allow it, his Wi-Fi router restarted. He's got a fresh start to another opportunity of taking over the starting position here at the University of Tennessee. This is a guy who, at one point in time, was hunched over, as he said, his quote, hunched over in the quarterback room, and he was lost. He was lost mentally and didn't know if maybe he was cut out to be a quarterback on the D1 FBS level. All Joe Milton has done since then, well, you can see it for yourself. The proof is in the pudding. He had a dominant game against Vanderbilt last year in the rain in Nashville, and he put up one heck of a performance again in that New Year's Six Orange Bowl victory against Clemson. Now, You've gone through the entire offseason. You've gone through the orange and white. Now you've gone through the pomp and circumstance that comes with media days yesterday in Nashville. And now in 43 days, they'll be right back in the Music City at Nissan Stadium taking on a Virginia team. And quietly, the expectations for Joe Milton, especially after the appearance on, on the program, they're starting to grow. Not just for a lot of people in the conference media, but also with me. You know, there, there are, are a handful of guys this year returning at the quarterback position in the Southeastern Conference where they kind of need their just due. Jaden Daniels is the first one that comes to mind. Other quarterbacks who need their just due. K.J. Jefferson, but not a lot of people are talking about Arkansas. Will Rogers, but unfortunately, Zach Arnett is flipping things there at Starkville, and, and it just doesn't seem like that the big arm is going to be on, on display as it has been in years past when Mike Leach was still running the program. And look, and even though I believe that there's going to be a step back year for South Carolina, Spencer Rattler also needs to get his just due as well. But where Joe Milton fits among the list of those quarterbacks I just listed, well, it's all going to be on his right arm. It's going to be all on his legs. And really, this, the brain. Yesterday, I asked Joe if he was a deep thinker, and he laughed because I've asked him that question before on -on one-on-one settings. And he knew where I was going with the question. And that's when he started really opening up to not only me, but also to you, the listening audience. And look, I've never been a big believer in Disney endings. I'm never big on how this whole movie Hollywood kind of start, middle, build-up, delivery, fun, smiling ending comes. This looks like a completely different Joe Milton. 
you know, there's some people where if you just sit down and have dinner with them, you you can tell usually within a five or 10 minute conversation if, if they're going to be a good person. You know, first impressions, how they hold themselves. People can read the room and they can read people's body language. Joe Milton looks relaxed. Joe Milton looks like that he is a guy who has a lot of unfinished business, which, believe it or not, is kind of crazy, is it not? Because Joe Milton, who to me looks relaxed, Joe Milton, who admitted yesterday he doesn't like having the camera or microphones in front of his face, you would think whenever the five-star, can't-miss, slam-dunk prospect of Nico Iamaliava is sharing a locker room with you, is sharing a quarterback room with you, that perhaps competition would make you anything but calm or anything but relaxed. That's not the case. For Joe Milton, it's been many months, years, really, of being the understudy and sitting back and watching Hinton Hooker. Yes, best friend. Yes, roommate. Go on really what was going to be a path that I believe was going to lead him to New York as a finalist for the Heisman Trophy before the injury against South Carolina. Joe even in the middle of laughter admitted yesterday that he didn't really know how he was going to handle media days. So he made sure to go back and watch what Hendon did the previous year in 2022, answering questions, smiling, being able to go from the different radio row rooms or the private national CBS rooms to the television cameras. Hendon Hooker, you can tell, is just ready to get the football season started. He, he He's ready to see what exactly they've built up this season. And really, He's not the only one. Sure, of course, here locally, you watching this, you're, you're anxious as well to hear about what the quarterback's going to do after Tennessee had a strong season. But nationally, you're starting to see the bandwagon. You're starting to see the different media requests from many national television shows and many national radio shows start to come in there in the football offices in Knoxville. Because like last year, it took until October and beating Alabama for everybody to kind of wake up and realize, oh no, this is the return. This is the big moment that Tennessee football needed to get them back on the map. This year, it's not going to take that long. With the schedule out of the gate, like neutral sites games against Nashville and, and traveling for a matchup against Florida, a, a revenge game, week two in the conference schedule against South Carolina, you're not going to have to wait till the midpoint. You're not going to have to wait till halfway before you start realizing if in fact Tennessee is going to continue on a similar path as they did, excuse me, in 2022. Very early, right out of the gate, you're going to know if, in fact, Tennessee is ready for the big moments and the big lights that are going to come with them and their SEC play this year. Look, to sit here and to start giving you numbers or stats or predictions, that wouldn't be fair. But what I can tell you is this. I've covered a lot of programs, a lot of players, different conferences. There's something about Joe Milton. And having a one-on-one -on -one honest conversation with a man who wasn't afraid to open up, which normally does not happen with players in media settings. They understand it's a business. They understand that it's a job to do. Usually by then they've been trained to give the same boiler point answers. And it just looks like it's going to be the same stuff over and over again. You just reword it and reserve it, reheat it, and then hand it out. Joe Milton wasn't that player yesterday. Joe Milton had no problem showing a little bit of vulnerability walking us through his thought process of where he was at his darkest moments where he thought that college football wasn't going to be for him and now earning that second chance to be the starting quarterback at the University of Tennessee. There's something there, and I'll leave it at that. Joe Milton 
my prediction is going to have a monster. I'm talking check out under your bedding closet before you go to bed. Monster 2023 season. Just this guy. Jacob Warren, the guy was born a leader. You already know that based on just his posture. Make, I mean, the guy is sharp as it comes to me. He already looks like he's already hopped out of a male model magazine. He local guy from Farragut. He's always shown the type of kind of leadership you look for as a player on the field. He's already accomplished that. I, to me, will be blown away if, in fact, he is not a captain there during coin tosses this season, his final go-around at the University of Tennessee. Plus, you know what? He's a very humble individual. But you don't have to take a lot of the conversations or click forward in a lot of one-on-ones with some of his teammates before you hear Jacob's name come up. Even his teammates believe he, in fact, he sits there and exemplifies so many things that come with being a leader, whether it is the arrival early, whether it is the stay in late afters, whether it is being able to be in front of people, doing the charity events, the things that come with being a student athlete in 2023. Jacob Horn's been able to do that ever since his recruiting process took him from Farragut High School to, to the campus to be a part of the program. Plus, again, he has been a part of, of multiple coaching staffs here at the University of Tennessee. So he was here when there were dark, dark times and Jeremy Pruitt, which we've already know have been cleaned up. And he's been here now being able to be a recipient of so many of these strong finishes under Josh Heupel. And then there's Amari Thomas, who, b- believe it or not, Amari Thomas is getting his degree in electronic media and broadcasting. So it probably won't be too long until Amari Thomas ends up showing up at my doorstep saying, you got to go, dude, it's my turn. Now, before I have to worry about my job, Amari Thomas, he's going to be spending his next couple of years, at least Sundays, the next couple of years on an NFL roster. You know, I can sit here and I can tell you about some of the things that I found peculiar or a little bit strange. But I need to start with just kind of where Amari Thomas's name has been omitted by so many different preseason rankings. And look, there's so many publications nationally, Lindy's, so many other places, Sporting News, 247 ESPN. They all have their publications and conferences. And, and look, what do we know about the Southeastern Conference? To be successful in the Southeastern Conference, you have to be able to run the football very, very well. And you have to be able to stop the run in the SEC. Well, guess what? Amari Thomas... This is a guy who can clog at the middle, and this is a guy who can absolutely make you stay up for six days saying, how do we run around 21 in the middle of Tennessee's defensive line? I asked him directly, did you see how many different defensive tackles were taken in the first round of the NFL draft? He had a huge smile on his face. Well, he had his chain hanging from his neck with the giant O on it, the big O. And he said, those are some of my closest friends watching their lives change the moment their name is announced and they're holding that jersey with Roger Goodell in Kansas City. It drives him. He understands the focus that is today and getting through his last go around in the entirety of the 23 season here in Knoxville. But Amari also knows the need to be able to stop the run on the next level and what an impactful 23 season could mean, not just for the University of Tennessee, but perhaps for his checking account and for his future in the National Football League this season. Amari Thomas, not only is he a polished man in front of a microphone, but it seems like identifying some of the other big, big, big prospects that are coming defensively for this team, he's able to do that as well. And he even mentioned... He had to work on a few things during the offseason, not only continuing to get in better shape, because we know 
in a moment's notice, an offense can put up six points. Fireworks are going off at Neyland Stadium, and that defense is right back out on the football field. But he said he was challenged this offseason by head football coach Josh Heupel. And what was that? Tennessee football coach Josh Heupel asked Amari Thomas to be more vocal with his teammates. He expects Amari Thomas to be a leader, and he wants him to do so more vocally. Now, kind of read between the lines there. He wants to be in broadcasting. He likes being behind the desk, perhaps maybe doing some color work for particular games whenever he gets done with pro football. But there's a difference between showing personality and being a leader and directing your voice in different areas in the locker room. Amari clearly on the way to be a polished product with personality and shining in front of television cameras. But the question is, how is he directing that voice? And what is he doing leadership-wise inside the locker room to make that defense come closer together? Remember, this was a defense that, again, they shined in one particular, but they were having difficulties in another particular. Obviously, the run game, the linebackers, the first two lines of defense were having great, some okay seasons. The secondary, as we've talked about, that kind of third line of defense they had some troubles last year stopping the pass. Clearly, Omari wanting to make sure that the other 10 players that he shares a football field with, that they're completely cleaned up and polished. And finally, Josh Heifel, the head football coach, giving us 11 minutes of his time. To him, building a culture that players can be proud of when they're here, players can talk about once they're gone, and college soon-to-be athletes, high schoolers in their junior and senior years, want to be a part of being a part of the university of tennessee right now is very exciting the the merchandise sales have never been higher the bills for restocking fireworks and light bulbs in the scoreboard have never been higher getting to neyland stadium just looking inside the numbers at the city of knoxville and the knox counties being provided some of those that are public records you can see for yourself they are through the roof on what the annual averages have been in previous years at the University of Tennessee and here in Knoxville, Tennessee. What it means is simply this. And just short, quick math, and just short of 28 months here at the University of Tennessee, I might be off by a month or two, Josh Heupel has taken an absolute dump, has taken an absolute problem or an enigma, if you will, you don't really know what Tennessee is. They should be better, but they have other areas that they could improve in and has answered a lot of those questions and turned them back into the national bandwagon that they have become. People who have never been east of the Mississippi are walking around campuses in California, Nevada, Utah, and Wyoming wearing the power tee. The Northeast, the days of when the Oregon Ducks and the cool neons and the Nikes and the chrome helmets, everybody just wanted to have their logo on their body because it was the trendy, awesome new thing to do. Tennessee is becoming, with this unique orange, is becoming that unique, trendy vibe all over again as it was whenever they first were pulling out the Adidas in the 90s and, and people would just stop recruiting against Tennessee because of what Adidas and Philip Fulmer meant. Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, already the jokes about Texas starting to come out as, as somebody from the University of Texas or covering the University of Texas, of course, set Josh Heupel up about the pending rivalry to come. And, of course, Josh Heupel hit it out of the park with the UT and, of course, the right color orange. Is this the time where I remind you that the University of Tennessee has been a, has been a school longer than the state of Texas has actually been a part of the United States? You can look that up for yourself. 43 days. For the next six weeks, Tennessee continues to 
lay low, have question marks that some people are going to need to know sooner rather than later. Can Joe Milton cut it? Can Amari Thomas and that defensive side of the football slow down oppositions in the SEC? Jacob Warren's leadership skills in and off the field. And Josh Heupel with the contract extension and now the bugaboo that is the dark Jeremy Pruitt cloud now officially in the rearview mirror. How much higher can Tennessee climb, especially with expectations through the roof based on how things played out the last time they were on a football field? The recruits, they're coming. The blue chip ratio is climbing higher. SEC schools, afraid. What's the next chapter? Because right now, the University of Tennessee is a stock. I don't know if there's any value left in it because it's sky high. The question is for so many people, how much higher can Josh Heupel take it? Based on the smiles, based on some of the refreshing quotes, stories that were told yesterday, it looks like that it can continue to climb stairwell high. The question is, are you going to be there for it? Season tickets, gone. Single game tickets, now on sale. I sound like I'm just a running commercial for the University of Tennessee, am I not? Look at Ivan's over here carrying water for old GBO through his microphone and his computer here in, Nor in West Knoxville. If you need anything from the ball report, of course, you can always find us there in the DMs. We're right there. Of course, we have everybody on the recruiting trail, not only, but you can find us on the message boards as well. This is why you need to be a subscriber. 43 days away until it's football time in Tennessee and your opportunity to jump on your own bandwagon with us here on the ball report is just a click away. My name is Tyler Ivins, and it's almost football time in Tennessee. Have a great weekend.